0: Welcome to the 154th podcast and the 124th as a city on a hill church. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen tells us, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. In this time when all of us are being touched by some negative way, by the viral unseen, it's also time for us to seek to be touched by the infinitely stronger and much more godly unseen our Lord Jesus Christ. What better way than to sharpen our godly edges by listening to a pointed yet comforting conversation between Executive Pastor Mike and Senior Pastor Bob of Calvary Chapel, Visalia, as they bring God's Word into this complex arena we do battle in today. Here is Pastor Michael Clark and Pastor Bob Grenier. What a wonderful
1: service we had today. Um, yes, I hope that everybody enjoyed it uh, that's watching from home. We we certainly missed you here this morning, but we're glad that you joined us uh, where you are. And we just wanted, Pastor Bob and I have been in conversation uh, about what's going on, and we just wanted to um, take a few minutes to to kind of just have some discussion about what uh, what's happening in, in our world. And um, we're just going to kind of see see how the Lord leads. But I wanted to, to read a scripture here. You mentioned today about uh, uh, the birds of the air. Yes. And isn't it interesting that now that the streets are quiet and nobody's out and all the businesses are shuttered, you could hear all you the birds chirping. Yes. I've noticed yes. that yes. the last that's, few days. Yeah. And, and the Lord is taking care of the the little sparrows. But in Matthew chapter 10, Verse uh, 29. So you've you've got the scripture there, Pastor Rob. you want to go ahead and read it? Sure.
2: He says in verse 29, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same idea mm-hmm. that God takes care of His creation, and how much more if He's taking care of, you know, insignificant, as we would consider them, insignificant mm-hmm. creatures that are here today, gone tomorrow, the lilies of the field here today, gone mm-hmm. tomorrow, uh, and God takes care of them year after year for thousands of years, uh, from the time of Christ until today, that's still the case, hasn't mm-hmm. changed. Right. And how much more will God take care of us as his people? Now, it's interesting that he continues here and he says uh, in verse 32, therefore, considering all of this, whoever confesses me before men him, I will also confess before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men him, I will also deny before my father who is in heaven. And so to some degree, we we deny our faith when we doubt God. We do. We deny our uh, belief in him. It just, it, it, you know, it, this is the time for us to really be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Mm-hmm. When the whole world is worrying and fearful about what's going to come tomorrow, mm-hmm. we don't fear in the same way as other men, right. as other women. We have hope in the Lord. We, sure we trust in the Lord. Yep. And this gives us a great opportunity to witness for him sure at this time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. It really does. And I'm thinking also uh, our faith. It's not as if we're consciously denying our belief in God. We're distracted by the things that are going on. And then we fall into this worry and we're being pulled apart. But then faith, the Bible says in the book of Romans, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I know most of our Folks that are listening and watching, we all know how weak in faith we become when we're not in the word regularly. And as soon as you get back into the word, hopefully day by day, spending time with him, our faith is replenished, if you will. We're we're, uh, refreshed each day. God speaks to us. So how, you know, the word of God is so important, especially. In a time like this, yes, especially.
1: Amen. I mean, are we going to believe the word of man, which is always changing and contradicting mm-hmm. themselves? Or are we going to stand mm-hmm. upon the word of God, which endures forever as his people? We know the Lord and we know that his word is true. In Matthew, chapter 24, um, another couple of scriptures here that came to mind during your your message this morning, which was a great message, by the way, Pastor Bob. What a great encouragement. Oh, I sure enjoyed it. Uh, Matthew 24 and verse 32. This, of course, is the Olivet Discourse where Jesus is teaching about his second coming and the signs of his coming. He says, now learn this parable from the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. Jesus often referred to nature uh, in a parabolic sense to try and show truths. Right. Uh, He says, so also. Verse 33, when you see all of these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Speaking of his return to mm-hmm. the earth, he says, assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. Yeah. And so Jesus warned us and he told us that these things would happen, didn't mm-hmm. he Pastor Bob?
2: He certainly did and in my mind though there have been plagues that have taken the lives of millions and millions of people we live in a global community now, we are aware that the entire globe is being affected by this virus and it it is clear that This problem has brought mankind to its knees, so to speak. Uh, Not necessarily looking up, but just realizing, what can I do? And it made me think this week that though this is a serious virus, people are dying by the hour. It's tragic. Thousands of people have died. Compared to, this is really... um, like kindergarten compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation period, that's correct. where a third of the Earth's population will be wiped out. And then another third of the Earth's population. Imagine two thirds by my math will be wiped out.
1: And the Earth's population is seven point five billion mm-hmm. or more going on eight. Yeah, that's a huge number, mm-hmm. huge number. It's interesting that that Jesus specifically did mention pestilences. Yes, he did. uh, In in Matthew 24, earlier in the chapter in verse 7. And again, these are signs of the times that would be happening, obviously happening, Mm -hmm. before he returns. He says in verse 7 of Matthew 24, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes In various places. Now, some people will say, well, there's always been famines. There's always Mm -hmm. been wars. There's always been earthquakes. Right. Uh, There's always been pestilences, which is true if you study world history. However, in verse eight, Jesus clarified. He said all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Mm -hmm. And uh, a a better translation of that word sorrows, as you know, Mm -hmm. is birth pangs. Mm -hmm. And so what Jesus is saying is, yes, these things have always happened. They will always happen as long as mm-hmm. there's man on the earth. They're going to have wars and diseases and famines and floods and so forth, earthquakes. But he says this is going to be different because they're going to be like the birth pangs of a woman. Yes. They're going to come with
2: increasing frequency mm-hmm. and intensity. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's exactly what we see. Isn't yes, it,
2: it is. Um, in fact, Paul in First Thessalonians five uh, talks about when when they the world says peace and safety, then, at that moment of a sense of all is well, like what we 've been experiencing under this current administration, everything's been going up uh, financially uh, and whatnot, then sudden destruction will come upon them as when a woman is, is beginning to give birth. She, right. So uh, this this uh, where we are today really just started like maybe six, seven, eight weeks ago, maybe three months ago, but I was only made aware of it probably six or seven weeks ago. And every day it's increasing in its intensity. So it is certainly, it really makes a Bible-believing person it, it reminds us of what is coming. And Jesus said also, what is going to happen has never happened before, right. nor will it ever. So this pales in comparison. To the tribulation that's coming, even though this is horrible. That's right. Right now.
1: Did you see uh, in the news last week the earthquake on Wednesday morning, Mm -hmm. 5.7 earthquake that hit Salt Lake City, Utah? Mm -hmm. Certainly they're not in California. They're not used to earthquakes in Utah. And I found it interesting. There wasn't a tremendous amount of damage done, but I read an article in Reuters uh, News Journal that said that the angel Moroni, the golden statue, the angel Moroni at the top of the pinnacle of the temple Mm -hmm. of the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon church who blows his trumpet, Mm -hmm. the trumpet broke off and fell to the ground Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. earthquake. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, and of course, the trumpet that will be blown by the angel coming down from heaven, he's got a good grip on it. (laughs) And, and he's telling the truth. Jesus yeah. is coming. <laughs> it's like God just,
1: just flicked that trumpet yeah, out of it's Moroni's nothing hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, another scripture that, that I've been thinking about, Pastor Bob, Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5. God tells the prophet, If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the flood plain of the Jordan? Mm-hmm. And you're a you're a Marine. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like God is telling him to buck up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Suck it up. Buck mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Get, it's going to get harder, Jeremiah. Yeah. You need to be strong.
2: Yeah. And he says, if you've run with the footman, just running with other people and you become wearied. Well, how are you going to do when there are horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted has wearied you through trouble, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan where uh, destruction was going to come? And it makes me think, Michael, of the reason James in the book of James in chapter one, he said to rejoice when you have a trial that comes. And the reason is that trials strengthen our faith. Amen. They, they they give us endurance, and we all know that no 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 uh, you know no tribulation for the moment seems joyous but grievous. In Hebrews eleven, nevertheless or twelve, nevertheless afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So, every little little medium big trial that comes along, we're told to rejoice, knowing. That as we wait upon the Lord and trust him, when we get to the other side of it, we will be stronger because bigger things are coming in the world. Amen. So if we can't deal with a little thing, how will we do when a big thing comes? That's right. But we can deal with a big thing if we go through the little things and go through the trials and trust the Lord. What a joy it is.
1: Well, he strengthens us. He sure does. He strengthens our faith during our trials. And he prepares us for the mm-hmm. future, mm-hmm. as you well know. Yeah, I do. Uh, one, one more scripture sure. that I want to share uh, and get your, your comments on here, Pastor Bob. Matthew twenty four again, uh, again the the all of it uh, discourse uh, about Jesus' return. And verse forty two, Jesus says, and he's speaking to us here, really, his people. He says, "Watch therefore, Matthew twenty four forty two, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming." But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Verse 45, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, Will find so doing, assuredly I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all his goods. What are your thoughts
2: about that? Well, you know, uh, watching means to be sober-minded. It means to be paying attention. And the point of paying attention is that we don't know the day that Jesus is coming. You know, probably none of us got up today and said, "Well, Jesus is coming today." We may have been thinking about it lately, but generally speaking, it's not always in the front of our mind. But and it it should be really. Uh, we should we should have a, a more a contemporary sense of this ultimate second coming of Jesus, and he's in, he's telling us here to watch. And again, going back to the value of the Bible, the Bible clears away the fog. It allows us to see more properly. And thus, reading through the whole Bible uh, every year, whatever you do, we run across all of these things like the judgment of God, the coming again of Christ. And um, and he states here that... Uh, if someone had known when the thief was coming, you never know when a thief's coming. Right. You only know when he's gone. You wake up and everything's gone. Um, if you knew when he was coming, you would have uh, stopped him. So he says, be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect.
1: And that's an interesting point that he's, he's uh, you know, at one point Jesus said, Uh, before you can spoil a strong man's house, you must first bind the strong man and then come in and and spoil his house. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is really the thief, isn't he? He's the thief in the night who's going to come and take his church Mm -hmm. away from this world at the rapture before he pours out his wrath upon this Christ-rejecting. I
2: was reminded over the last few days in the book of Genesis, the Israelites lived in a place called Goshen. Not Goshen, California, but Goshen. And uh, all of those ten plagues that God brought upon the uh, Egyptians, not one of those plagues hit the Israelites in the the land of Goshen. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, you and I as believers, we are not appointed to wrath, but to salvation. So the wrath of God is appointed to those who will not obey the gospel, 2 Thessalonians 1, and who do not believe in Jesus Christ. That's that's who will suffer the wrath of God. But those who are in Christ are safe and sound. Um, We're not appointed to wrath, but to salvation. That's right. That's right. Well,
1: I think that's probably enough time here, Pastor Bob. Okay. So. What a joy. Isn't it's it fun? Yes.
2: Yeah, let's go on for another hour. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're
1: going to start shutting off their yeah, computers at home. Everybody,
2: they're walking out. <laughs>
1: well, God bless you, Faith. Yes.
0: We all want to thank you for listening. If this message has blessed you, as we all pray that it has, send the link to this podcast to your friends. Working together, we can get Michael's teaching of the whole of God's inerrant word to all those who hunger to hear it. If you would like to see this ministry expand to reach even more of the broken and lost, if you have questions, comments, and prayer requests, email us at c o a h podcast at gmail.com. We would be honored to pray for you, as we hope you are praying for us. Good day and God bless from City on a Hill Church to Hatchaby, California.